So this week and last, we had a couple of banger announcements that I was excited to talk about in this episode. And then along came Monday and the CSA's announcement that Matter 1.2 was ready, and along with it comes nine new device categories, including larger appliances like refrigerators, washing machines, dishwashers, and wait for it, wait for it, robot vacuums. But what about security cameras? Whoa, 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 hold your horses there, Tonto. It ain't 2024 yet. Let's get into it. Greetings, Internet. My name is Dustin, and this is the My Home Kid Home Podcast. And here we look at the smart home with an Apple home and accessibility focus. Matter continues to pick up steam, even if it's still stumbling in a couple of areas. And the CSA has made good on their promise of a biannual update cycle. We've also got some new product announcements with some, let's call them, curious decisions being made. In this episode, we'll talk about this and more, but first, if you like what we're doing, don't forget to follow, rate, and review if you would be so kind. It's much appreciated. And now, let's see what's the matter. Matter's first dot update was fairly uneventful and didn't bring us any new device types, but Matter 1.2 is loaded with them, including a handful that we've yet to see in HomeKit. This includes refrigerators, dishwashers, washing machines, and yes, robot floor cleaners. Now, I've said on more than one occasion that I was skeptical about just how useful a robot vacuum would be in Apple Home since the rooms in your HomeKit home aren't actually connected or mapped in any sort of way, and from the looks of it, I think I may have been onto something. Maybe. Under the Matter 1.2 spec, it looks like manufacturers will be able to expose their bot's start-slash-stop and cleaning progress states, different cleaning modes, so think something like suction power or wet mopping, and battery and accessory status levels, as well as any potential error messages from the robot. This will be great for neatly consolidating all of your smart home notifications in the Apple Home app and for having your robot clean up while you're out, but we still may be limited to cleaning entire levels or larger spaces since there doesn't seem to be any considerations for segmented rooms. This is where I think shortcuts will continue to reign supreme, at least until Apple updates the HomeKit framework to somehow integrate a way of relating the physical spaces in your home to the rooms in your HomeKit home. We should also soon start seeing smart refrigeration appliances show up in our HomeKit homes thanks to Matter. Now, smart fridges can be a really useful addition to a smart home with customizable displays that can show you all sorts of things like calendars and notes and photos, but they can also show you what's on the inside of your fridge without actually opening it, and you can even access those cameras remotely while you're at the grocery store to see what you're lacking. But I'm not sure that the temperature control that's afforded by Matter is going to be a deciding factor for most Apple Home users. Dishwashers will also be making their first appearance in Apple Home in the not-so-distant future. We'll be able to remotely start and stop the cleaning up of last night's dirty dishes, choose between the dishwasher's different cleaning modes, and receive any notifications regarding states or errors. Matter also now supports closed washing machines that have very similar controls to dishwashers with laundry drying machines getting the Matter treatment sometime in the future. So I totally get that a lot of these features are really nice to have, and I'm all about getting as many smart home devices into Apple Home as I can, but I'm not so convinced that this is going to be the game-changing experience that we've been looking for in Apple Home. However, one super useful way I do see this being really impactful is by scheduling these larger appliances to run in conjunction with the new grid forecast feature that was rolled out in iOS 17. As it stands now, grid forecast is really only informative rather than being actionable, but there's definitely some powerful potential there. Matter 1.2 is also adding some device categories that we've had in HomeKit for some time now, but that actually might expand functionality. 
Fans under matter will be able to expose any movement controls like oscillation or airflow modes as well as the ability to reverse airflow direction. Fans in Apple Home have been a thing for quite a while but limited to just power and fan speed so these new controls are a definite welcome addition. Air sensors were one of the very first devices to work in HomeKit with smoke and carbon monoxide, PM2.5 and 10, TVOC, and CO2 all being supported, but with the new Matter update, we could see PM1, ozone, radon, and formaldehyde-specific sensors added to the list. Overall, this is a huge update and one that I know a lot of Apple Home fans have been lusting after, but although Matter does support these new device categories, it's up to manufacturers to jump on board and bring their compatible devices to market. I have no doubt that we'll see a flood of these devices come CES in January, or at the very least, a ton of announcements expressing interest in adding Matter support. I've made no qualms about my issues with and skepticism of Matter, especially for Apple Home users, but this new update moves the standard forward and starts to provide Apple Home users with an experience that we didn't have previously. For a more detailed rundown of Matter 1.2 and its potential impact and shortcomings, check out Jennifer Patterson-Tui's extremely well-written Verge article linked in the show notes. In our last news-centric episode, we talked about Nanoleaf's new string lights, which seemed neat if a little odd, but almost as soon as that episode dropped, they announced availability for their long-awaited GU10 and downlight additions to their Essentials line of more traditional lighting products. Both of these are matter over thread devices and support the full range of 16 million colors and cool-to-warm whites. They also announced a new collaboration with Umbra to roll out a couple of new table lamps, a stationary table lamp and a portable one, both of which support matter over thread. The cup lamp is a great little lamp for desks, side tables, or anywhere you need a little extra light, and it's also pretty flexible with a detachable USB-C power cable and a conservative footprint. Featuring a 5-hour battery life and thankfully charging over USB-C, the Kono Portable Lighting Solution can be moved to just about anywhere you need illumination and positioned in a variety of ways to get you just the right amount of diffusion. Both of these lamps feature full RGB and tunable whites and are fortified with all of the great smart features we've come to expect from Nanoleaf like dynamic lighting scenes and seamless smart home integration. The Essentials GU10 and downlights as well as the Kono lamp are available to pre-order now with the cup lamp expecting to ship early next year. Check out the links in the show notes for more information. Level has made a name for themselves with their minimalist smart locks and recently with the introduction of their Level Lock Plus with HomeKey, but they're back again this time with a Wi-Fi solution for their locks dubbed the Level Connect. Similar to devices from other manufacturers, the Level Connect is a bridge that essentially converts your lock's Bluetooth signal to Wi-Fi for remote access, and rather expensively I might add, at 79 smackaroonies. Now this will be of very little interest to Apple Home users since Apple Home hubs like HomePods and Apple TVs serve a very similar function, but it does speak to the hesitancy of manufacturers to adopt matter and thread. The former I totally get, but thread I don't quite understand. The level locks already have a thread radio built in. Level has come out and said this. All they have to do is push a firmware update and we have a much more reliable connectivity experience compared to Bluetooth. That is for Apple Home users. Matter, on the other hand, I totally get. I suspect that the Level Connect exists merely as a stopgap to appease Google and Amazon smart homers since it does allow for connectivity to these cloud-based platforms until such time that Level determines that Matter is a worthwhile investment. Continuing to speculate, I imagine that there's a cost concern here. 
Matter is not free nor even cheap, and level, justifiably so, is probably waiting to see if Matter can iron out its issues and deliver on its commitment to be the application layer savior that it promised to be. In summary, Level, if you're listening, give us Apple Home users Thread already, remembering that Matter and Thread are not joined at the hip, and in fact, by all accounts, Thread just works better solely in Apple Home. If you're interested in any of Level's awesome products, including the Level Connect, you'll find links in the show notes. Last up is a smart home brand that continues to surprise and impress with its expansion. Ecobee is very well known for their smart thermostats and room sensors that help you efficiently heat and cool your home, but they also have a decent indoor security camera and they just announced a smart video doorbell that of course works with Apple Home, but it's way cooler than that. So let's just start off with what sets this video doorbell apart and that's the fact that it can stream its live feed directly to the smart thermostat premium. That's right, not only can your thermostat respond to Siri requests, it can also now show you who's at the front door. It's genius, really. Another point of interest is that it comes in at just 160 bucks in the US, which is pretty darn affordable for a video doorbell. There's not a whole lot to write home about though when it comes to the camera specs with its 1080p resolution, but it does have a 175 degree vertical field of view, which should give you a clear head-to-toe picture of whoever or whatever's at the front door, including any packages. There are also no plans for a wire-free battery option, and this is actually by design. Echo B sought to make a video doorbell that would stand the test of time and wouldn't be susceptible to potential ingress failures that can pop up with battery-powered options. Although honestly, I've dealt with a few different battery-powered video doorbells in uncovered entrance installs and didn't experience any issues. Maybe this is because of the particular video doorbells or just plain luck. The Echo B Smart Video Doorbell is constructed of a machined glass face with an aluminum alloy chassis that claims an IP65 rating and an operating temperature between negative 13 and 113 degrees Fahrenheit, which is pretty decent on the low end but not so much on the other, so if you live in the south, this one might not be for you. The biggest downside is that though it does work with Apple Home, meaning that you'll get access to the live feed and doorbell functionality, it does not support HomeKit Secure Video. For access to stored recordings, you'll need to get one of Ecobee's subscriptions, which isn't ideal, but I guess nothing's perfect. With this latest edition, Ecobee is really starting to position themselves as a solid all-around security system option for your smart home, and it'll be interesting to see what they have on the horizon. You can get the Ecobee Smart Video Doorbell now for $159.99 in the US from a variety of retailers, and I left links to more information in the show notes. Out of the blue, Apple sent out invitations to their Scary Fast event, which will be held the evening of Monday, October 30th, which is very atypical. At this point, rumors haven't hinted at anything related to the smart home, but we can't count it out. And if there's anything to note, you can bet we'll talk about it. So don't forget to follow us in your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, leave us a rating and review. Don't forget to check us out on social media at MyHomeKitHome, as well as the YouTube channel and blog over at MyHomeKitHome.com. You'll find links to those and much more in the show notes. And that's all for today. Thanks for listening to the end, and we'll catch you in the next one. Take care.